You're listening to the Della Darling Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Dara. We're taking Dara's love of telling people's stories, Emily's love of attending events, and our mutual love of the first date, and highlighting the best people to meet, places to go, and things to do that Delaware has to offer. Hello, everyone. We are here today with uh, Gretchen Sayani, longtime friend and owner, of, well, co-owner of Delacour Cafe. We don't want to not give credit where credit is due to your lovely husband, Alex. Uh, and so we will be catching up about what we've been doing this August, which has been pretty packed, and summer is nowhere close to ending for us, as well as doing a little bit of some Delaware food-themed conversation. Yeah, I I have had a busy summer. I think you guys know, um, last, last we talked, I was headed to the beach uh, for, for a little getaway, and that was great. I'm kind of thinking about doing it again on Friday, we'll see. Um, and then on top of that, I went to the Delaware State Fair, which is the first time I've been there. And I went over to Cowtown Rodeo with our friend Meredith. She was writing a story for the News Journal about a female bull rider who actually grew up in Delaware, went to Cab Calloway, went to University of Delaware, and now she's a, she's a semi-pro bull rider. That sounds really exciting, but I also have to congratulate you, Emily, on recently getting married. Yes, it has been a busy August. I got married and my AARP membership card arrived. So um, for those of you who don't know, AARP sometimes gets you on a mailing list and they send you the membership card even though you don't, you've never you know, paid for that. You haven't sent in membership dues or anything. This is, this is actually not the first time I have received my AARP membership card. This is, this is the second, the first time I was in college. Um, but on top of that, I got an email from a bank in Arizona asking me to come in and change over the account information. Apparently my married name was not on my account. I still had my maiden name and they needed me to come in and correct that information. So I had to get on the phone with a banker in Arizona and explain that they don't have the correct contact information for the Emily Guillen who actually got me married. Oh, you actually called them. I called them, yes. That's very thorough of you. And considerate. I think so. I, I just, um, there are a number of Emily Guillens across the country who give out my email address for things. So um, like mattress purchases, um, their son Emilio's after school rock climbing club <laughs> as the emergency contact information. So it, it's just exhausting having to follow up with all of these people that they're not reaching 14 year old Emily Guillen in Ohio, realtor Emily Guillen in Texas, newly married, also actually newly divorced and then now newly remarried Emily Guillen in Arizona. You know a lot about these people. They are all using my email address. I'm sorry, they're not using it. They are giving it out. They don't have access to it. So I, it has never been this crazy for me, although I do think this summer, so uh, there are only a few other people who share my name in the world that I know of. And there's one who lives in Ireland, has the same name as me, a few years younger, and is now also in like the communications industry, which I feel is like a little bit too close for home. Um, She's more in like the marketing side of things, so that's a bit of a relief. Um, but last summer, I claimed my Instagram name because she like left Instagram, and I was like, "Oh, I'll just at Dara McBride. Yes. I'll take it, make everything the same." And then this summer, I guess she's back on because I keep getting these 
email notifications that's like, hey, we saw you were having trouble logging in. Let us help you get back on Instagram. And it's like, I'm good. I have it under control. Sorry I, that right, I, I took right. it, but it, it's mine now. No, I totally get that. I, I will say the most frustrating part of this entire scenario is that um, the only contact information I have for all of these Emily Kians is my own email address. <laughs> and so I don't have a way most of the time to contact them directly and say, stop signing me up for Spanish Snapchat or Xbox Live Brazil. Like I don't, I don't want to be signed up for these things. You cannot access them because I closed your account. But please stop signing me up. Well, I'm glad that you're you and that you're not moving to Arizona with your not real husband and that you're staying in Delaware because there's a lot to do and um, we have a lot to talk about tonight. Um, so as you mentioned, Gretchen's here with us. Hello, Gretchen. Hello. Um, I take it you haven't had any problems with unusual names or imposters. Or imposters. I don't. I don't tend to get imposters. I have a pretty uh, unusual name, I would say. Uh, <laughs> But I, and I think also you're becoming like a little bit of a Delaware celebrity, so it's maybe even harder for people to confuse you with other people. You were on um, Fox 29 the other week. Yes, I, uh, I was on Breakfast with Bob. Uh, Bob Kelly came to Delacore, and he uh, used us as, I guess, I don't know, you would call it the uh, commercial break. Uh, we were like the little snippets in between um, some of the news, and he got to try some of our pastries and really liked our edible espresso cup. But he was there for about an hour, um, so we got about three minutes of, of airing time. Yeah, so I didn't know that he did this segment, although I've mentioned it to a couple of people, and they say that they watch it regularly and love Breakfast with Bob. But I guess he travels around the greater Philadelphia area, which does include Wilmington and northern Delaware, right. stops in to favorite local breakfast joints and gets to know the neighborhood and the menu and the story behind. Um, so I think that you got hooked up with him through the Wilmington uh, Visitors Bureau. Is yes. that right? Yeah, through the w Wilmington Visitors Bureau. They, um, they'll pitch him stories every once in a while. Um, along with a lot of other people, I'm sure, that, that pitch to him on a regular basis. Um, but he loves coming to Wilmington. His uh, wife works at AI DuPont Hospital for Children. Um, so he feels really connected with the community in this area. And he loves the fact that there are so many small businesses that can um, not only connect with the community, but can also give back to the community oh, as well. I didn't know that. I, like Because we are kind of like a little bit stuck with the Philadelphia coverage, I never totally know how interested or like them as people are involved in the Delaware community. So it's really nice to hear that he does actually have a local tie to this area. Yeah, and he seemed really genuinely interested and he seems um, to really like the idea that there's, there's so much kind of unknown per se. Like a lot of people think that they go from Wilmington to travel to Philly to see things, but we never think that Philadelphia people will come down to Wilmington to kind of explore. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned that um, they pitched you, they pitched him your story. Mm -hmm. So for our listeners, could you tell us a little bit about um, Delacour, how long you've been open, and what you're all about? Sure. So um, my husband Alex and I opened Delacour Cafe in 2015, actually, October of 2015. Um, we were actually just dating at the time, um, but I sort of had told him he had to put a ring on it before we really made things official. Um, so I had gone to University of Delaware um, for my undergraduate, and I did hotel restaurant management. There, when I was in school, I wrote my business plan for um, 
the restaurant Delacour Cafe, which is actually what I had called it, and had said I was going to make my own pastries and I was going to serve really good coffee and a couple sandwiches and salads, um, seasonally rotating menu. And I'd held on to that business plan um, all throughout college, all throughout culinary school, where I went um, to La Cordon Bleu for pastry school. When I came back to Delaware to do my internship, um, I uh, continued to hope that at some point I would be able to save up enough money to open up my own little cafe and I met Alex and Alex had been in the food and wine industry for 17 years actually um, before I had met him and I had said to him one day one day you know like one of those dreams that you always have and and one of the restaurants in the area actually um, was planning on closing because they were planning on moving to Costa Rica to start a new life so and that's the former Fresh Times right? yes so Fresh Times um, it's in the 40 acres area outside of Trolley Square and um so they were good friends of Alex's, and he called me one day and was just like, you should quit your job because I think we're going to buy a restaurant. And I was like, all right. <laughs> I guess that's how it goes. So um, we flipped the restaurant, actually, in about three to four weeks, um, opened up in October, and we've been really successful ever since, and we have a lot of plans for expansion in the future. So what is your favorite thing to eat on the menu? Not like the most popular thing, but like what is your favorite thing on the menu? My favorite thing. Hmm. I would have to say uh, our savory crepe, actually. Um, we do rotate it every week. So for me, I kind of enjoy the fact that it's sort of this, it's whatever we feel is seasonal and something kind of fun. But we always bring back a lot of favorites. So we always do like a ham and brie with, with a champagne mustard in there that I just think is really traditional but delicious. And then I think one of the things that like Delawareans love about the cafe and maybe this especially speaks to Emily's passion for the state is that there is like a little bit of Delaware in the cafe's name which is something that we're always kind of like excited to find it is another another Della Della spot yes it's a Della spot so technically it should be Ducor which means from the heart and it should be masculine but we decided that because I am the one who kind of is, in a sense, the face of the company. I am the one who cooks the food and, and is the pastry chef that it should be more feminine. And then we kind of like to play off of Delaware. So we said Delacore, so from the heart, but it's Delaware inspired. So obviously you're doing all this great stuff at the cafe, but um, what people might not know, which is totally fine because this isn't your professional life, this is your personal life, but that you are a very good friend of ours and have been for a long time. And that a lot of the times when we're talking about events and activities that we're doing on the podcast, um, you're there. So the other week when, or month now that we were talking about our trip to Philadelphia to see Aladdin, um, you were there with us. Mm -hmm. And then I know that we all recently saw the Del Shakes um, production of Much Do About Nothing, although Emily and I went together and volunteered. And then um, you were there another night and luckily saw it outside. I did. Yeah. yeah, I actually went with my mother-in-law, and we've made it sort of into a tradition now, and we go every year together. Yeah. So I think Emily and I kind of got a fun perspective of it, because we saw it indoors. Yeah, I have to say, my preconceived notion of what a Shakespeare festival would be like were based on a Nancy Drew book. What? I know. Not one of the original, like, yellow spine classics, um, but it was another one, and there's a Shakespearean festival and of course Nancy, George and Bess are involved in volunteering and then there's there's you know um, 
sabotage and all kinds of things and they have to solve the whole thing but but it's uh, it, it was fascinating because they had a queen who would be carried around and all it was great and so um this wasn't quite that which is fine but i and i knew it would not be that but in my head that was my only exposure to a shakespeare festival in my life and it was great. I really had a great time getting to meet Delaware people, getting to meet other people who are passionate about the arts and, um, you know, Shakespeare happening in Wilmington and the surrounding area. Yeah, so it was, this doesn't normally happen. So usually all the productions for Delaware Shakespeare Festival during the summer are performed outside. This year, as part of Much Ado, there is this role, Friar Francis, who kind of comes in um, toward the end of the play and saves the day in a way. And this kind of genius move um, on behalf of the festival to involve the local community, they had a rotating group of Friar Francis's that were actually local leaders of the faith. And so on the night that we were supposed to see it, much like in the play, Friar Francis stepped up and saved the night. Right. Right. And he hosted it at his church. Um, and I, and so Emily and I were volunteering at the box office. And then we also sort of ended up being like, backstage because we were in the lobby and that's where all the characters were making their entrances and exits so we I felt like I was part of the show in a way I did too I think we really got an insider's perspective and honestly we got to meet a lot of the people who make the show happen outside of the cast as well and I really enjoyed seeing members of the congregation show up and they, they were like my pastor's in this play so he told me I had to come and it was true I would say probably 50% of the audience that night were made up of members of that church mm -hmm. and, and if you don't if you're not as familiar with Del Shakes um, they were doing because we were working the box office they do different discounts so people who were coming from the congregation, um, they got a deal on their tickets, which I think is a really sweet gesture. Yeah, so, and it was great. And for those of you who have never been to a Dell Shakes event before, they actually also do a discount for first timers. When you buy your ticket, just let them know it's your first time attending a show. You'll get a discount for that. Um, and of course we were volunteering and you know, we love to be able to support the arts in whatever way we can. But the other benefit of doing that was that we were able to see the show for free. But we were so glad to donate some of our time just to help them sort through the box office process and work through will call. But we can't talk about this for too long because Emily was recently looking at our different podcast stats and the episode that is entitled, that has a reference to Shakespeare in the title. You guys don't like it. Nobody likes it. But everyone likes the episode that we talk about beer. Well... I know you don't like beer, Dara, because we have to mention this. Dara is gluten-free, but everybody else really likes beer. Well, I don't like beer. Okay, but Gretchen Della Brews, like hashtag Della Brews is a thing, and I'm not the only one making it happen. Wilmington Brew Works, they're on my team. We all agree. We are drinking a lovely wine tonight, supplied by Gretchen. Thanks to uh, Moore Brothers wine company in Delaware. Yes, which is also a favorite wine shop of ours. It is. More Brothers is located in Trolley Square for those who have not been to it. Um, and they do a great job of sort of helping you choose wines and, and giving you all kinds of great information. And all of their wine is climate controlled from the time it leaves, I guess, the winery. The winemaker, yeah. The winemaker to the time it gets into your hands. And then it all goes to pot after I pick it up and it sits in my car for 24 hours and then in my oh, basement. Don't tell them that. <laughs> but it still tastes great. And all of the uh, wines that you drink are um, organically or biodynamically farmed um, in Europe or in California. Right. So for those of you who are insistent you need everything to be organic, get your wine at Moore Brothers. 
fits the bill. Fits the bill. So what else have we been up to that's been a little bit more recent? Because I'm glad that we went to Del Shakes, but I think that was at this point all the way back in July. Yeah, it's been almost a month. Um, I actually have been sort of on a little hiatus this August. I've been hunkering down in my house with my dog who's staring at me right now like she's sad and underprivileged, which is definitely not the case. Um, but it's been nice to have a little bit of downtime and just, just sort of focusing on getting back into my workouts, spending some time playing fetch with nutmeg. But one thing I did last week was actually go to run the downhill mile, um, that was sponsored by Frank's wine. Also a really great wine shop on union. This is the food and drink episode. This is the food and drink episode. Um, and for those of you who don't know Frank's wines and their races, they actually sponsor and co-host a lot of races in Wilmington. Um, and they, they're typically downhill 5Ks, which are really fun because I can run a 5K and feel like it was really fast. Um, and this one was even better because it was a downhill mile. And I ran it in about 9.14, which for me is very, very, very fast. So I was pretty happy and um, I ran into a couple of Orange Theory friends when I got there and then we had one friend who was at the finish line and she actually took some pictures of us and afterward we drank wine and then we went over to Columbus Inn and had appetizers for dinner. It was great. You didn't see, um, you didn't see Jill Biden brunching there, did you? As discussed in... No, um, I didn't see her brunching there because it was about... Um, eight o'clock on a Thursday night and I don't think that she brunches at eight o'clock on Thursday night but she was probably at home well we did see her at the millennial summit she Ashley Biden Biden. Ashley Biden was at the millennial summit um but Jill well in hope never dies there's a there's a scene where Joe comes home to a note from Jill that she's out brunching and we discussed like where would she go brunching and we said Pizza by Elizabeth was one good option, and Columbus Inn would be would be another. I would say it's pretty fair. Or Buckley's. Buckley's. We didn't yeah. discuss that last we time. We didn't discuss it. Um, pajama brunch. And I love Buckley's pajama brunch, which when you go to Buckley's for brunch on Sundays, you can wear your pajamas, and then brunch is half price, which is an awesome deal. So this August, one of the things that I was really looking forward to was the release of the Crazy Rich Asians movie, which earlier Emily did ask if I was getting some kind of kickback for promoting it to her and everyone else that we know. It has been a little overwhelming, and if Dara's not getting paid, I'm disappointed. Because uh, I, I listened to all the audiobooks, and as I told Emily, I listened to them at like a very pivotal moment in my life, and they guys, just they became my friends. You guys, she made us unmute the commercials during the Bachelorette finale because they were previews for Crazy Rich Asians and then she was disappointed that the previews were not adequately showcasing the movie and told everyone to go watch the previews on YouTube. I just I think it was really exciting. I I think it's just I love romantic comedies. This is the first time in a really long time that a romantic comedy is doing well in the box office but as much as I enjoyed seeing Crazy Rich Asians this weekend what I really want to mention and you might have just heard the clink of a wine glass because we are enjoying that wine from Moore Brothers that we mentioned earlier, um, is that The Meg, which is another movie that, yes, I am excited to see, um, is in theaters. And and The Meg is about a shark, a megalodon shark, not Nutmeg. Although that would also be a great movie. Not Nutmeg. Um, Yeah, so pretty much my film interests run from romantic comedies to, like, 
embarrassing adventure terror movies. So I'm pretty excited about The Meg for whenever I do get around to seeing it. But I was even more excited when I read in the news journal that it's based on a novel that was written by a University of Delaware graduate. You know, those UD grads, they're, they're all over the place. They'll sneak attack you. A lot of times on writing teams, I've found, like for different shows and things like that, you'll find out there's some sort of like assistant writer. Well, Gretchen is a UD grad. Gretchen is a UD grad. Is she? And she wrote a business plan. She wrote a business plan. I'm basically an author. When will the Delacour movie hit theaters? Uh, 20 never. 20 never. You know what? We'll work on that. I think um, we'll we'll give you guys a little preview into something we have planned for December. But Dara and I have talked pretty extensively and brought in an expert on the subject. Which um, is Emily's mother. My mother. Um, Hallmark movies that could be set in Delaware. And so we have some great ideas. Obviously, Joe Biden, um, his name makes an appearance because obviously Joe Biden would never actually be in a Hallmark movie. Who can um, say? You can find him at Pizza by Elizabeth quite frequently. This is true. He does like ice cream also. Don't forget. That's true. Maybe there should be an ice cream themed movie. Well, the summer one, one of the scenes will definitely be at the, um, the ice cream festival. Yes. And he'll definitely be at the ice cream festival. He'll he'll be the grand celebrity judge. Yes. And the then and it'll be about two warring lovers who are battling for the top ice cream flavor of the summer. Um we'll we'll work on that. Okay, we'll work uh, on we'll it. work on that. I think that that will just be maybe like one scene. Maybe that's like the secondary Maybe characters. that will be sort of like a restaurateur entrepreneur themed one and that can be one one mishap in the journey. I'll, I'll be thinking on it. But also what I'm thinking about is a story that you and I, Emily, were texting about earlier today that there was a man rescued after spending a night in the Wilmington sewer system. And I have no idea how this came to be, but you actually have done some work. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty upset, actually, that the News Journal did not contact me, as I am a professional expert on the city of Wilmington sewer system. Gretchen is laughing because I'm not sure she actually realizes that, um, in fact, I get paid a lot of money to know shit about... Shit. 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 It's actually pretty gross to think about, and I I really don't want to explain CSOs to everyone, but if you go look up a combined sewer overflow system, that's what we've got here in Wilmington, so you'll be really grossed out by this man's journey. But um, according to him, he says he fell into the sewer somewhere near the riverfront, and then he traveled through the sewer to um, the 5th and Monroe area, which is pretty far. Um, They estimate he traveled about a mile in the sewers and was stuck in there at least overnight, maybe longer. Um, Someone heard him talking, shouting, again, unclear, but at least talking in the sewers and they called local authorities. And after they arrived on the scene, it only took about 22 minutes to find and extract him. But... um, yeah, so be careful. Don't fall in the sewers. If you do, just stay where you are and start shouting because somebody will walk by and hear you. Don't don't travel a mile. This makes me think about the nursery rhyme, about the guy, the Dr. Foster went to Gloucester in in the rain and he stepped in a puddle right up to his middle. Like, did he just step in the See, sewer uh, well, and disappeared? Then, now, what I said to you was that it's not necessarily easy to fall into a sewer, but it's a lot more easily possible than somebody might think. Um, 
you know how in movie scenes you're just walking down the street and all of a sudden you fall through the manhole and you're like in yeah. the sewer? This is a this is a very cartoon scenario. Um, it's what I'm that's imagining. That's not likely to happen. It's just not. I can. I'll be honest with you because there there's a lot of yellow tape and there's there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, but most sewers, as long as you have the appropriate tool, which is a manhole pick, which you can buy <laughs> at Home Depot. Um, you just, you just kind of pull the top off and you just get right down there. So, so well, I, I don't recommend going into the sewer, but it is possible. And I hope there's a follow-up story with this guy. That's like most movies where they escape from prisons in sewers. Now, when I was at work and being told about this, I refrained from making several Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle jokes. Like I wanted to ask if he was Leonardo or Raphael, but I, I also knew that the people I was talking to would not would not understand or find the joke funny. I'm pretty sure that you didn't really understand the nursery rhyme joke that I just made. I've never heard that nursery rhyme before in my life. I think it's pretty common, right? Gretchen. Uh, nope. No. <laughs> nope. No. Well, this won't be the first time that someone has told me I had an unusual childhood, but I think this is enough about sewers and we should start talking about food again. Um, and also fitting into the theme of Delaware News, this is a story from a couple weeks ago, but one that hit me personally because... Um, every so often you'll you'll find these stories that are about um the most googled search terms and in the theme of recipes it was everyone in delaware is looking up baked salmon recipes um which like i do make a lot of baked salmon and i do as well i mean it's a great like enter like whenever you're entertaining people like okay here here is my inside scoop i make baked salmon Maybe some mushroom risotto, maybe some polenta mm-hmm. cakes mm-hmm. with roasted veggies veggies on top, maybe like a Stay tomato and mozzarella salad. Mm-hmm. It's all incredibly easy, and everyone is always impressed. So yes, so actually no, I'm not googling baked salmon because I already have a recipe. I have several baked salmon recipes. I like to do where you lay it over slices of lemon and you squeeze yeah. lemon juice off. That one's great. Some lemon pepper. Um, I really like to do just a sheet pan with like broccolini, grape tomatoes, and you use some oregano and basil. So a little Italian sort of baked salmon. That's good. Um, a little bit of chili powder and taco seasoning. Um, and then you can do like sort of a, like a salmon fajita. Mm-hmm. So you can do some grilled peppers, onions, that, that goes over really well. So, you know, you have a lot of options. Prior to this, I do believe um, Delaware's most Googled recipe was for chocolate chip cookies. And again, because we haven't mentioned it enough this episode, I am gluten free, so I haven't eaten any of Gretchen's gluten, any of Gretchen's chocolate chip cookies. But I hear they're very good because I keep getting requested to like pick them up and deliver them to people. And by people, I mean Your my sister's is. fiance. Oh, well, okay. we can make that happen. Dave. Yeah, Dave loves them. That's it's definitely a well coveted recipe that I I carry. I feel like baked salmon is becoming like the new chicken. If it's so versatile that you can have it with almost anything, like. Well, it really is. It really is. Um, You know, I know they call tuna chicken of the sea, but... I'd eat salmon over tuna. I don't really like tuna, to be honest with you. It's too fishy. It's way too fishy. No. Yeah. Um, So, that being said, Dara, I think we have a pretty fun little game we can play with you and Gretchen. I'm nervous. Oh, me too. So, in the spirit of Delacour winning their first Best in Delaware award... And the baked salmon recipe being the most Googled in Delaware. We're going to play a game. So these are listicles that have been found on the interwebs. 
And it's sort of things like the most popular recipe in Delaware, the um, best ice cream place in Delaware. Can you guys? Okay, I'm I'm a little bit less nervous for this game. Okay, but I'll so. I've been watching a lot of the Americans recently, and I realized that um, by being Russian spies, they like never went through fourth grade, which is the year where you these learn people these people all of your state history, right? Oh, no. um, and I, I thought that we were gonna cover like all of the state history, and there no, might be some concern no, we'll, that I was. You know, Russian we'll spy. do a Delaware history episode. I think I think we're thinking about that might be fun coming up. So we'll definitely get into that. But I think maybe I'll quiz you on that one. That's yeah, a, I think a Mr. Bernie that'll be episode fun. right there. I think that would be great fun to have Mr. Bernie on. Okay, so we're gonna keep score of who can get the right answer on. This. You're keeping score. I'll keep score on You're both of you. Okay, so the best ice cream, Woodside. I would say Woodside. Very good. You both got it correct. And this this isn't like personal preference. This is like what no. we think other people think. Correct. This is um, based on listicles published online. So people okay. have heard of onlyinyourstate.com. PureWow does a lot of these. Yep. And a lot of times they're referencing like studies have been done, da da da, that kind of thing. Um, See, but that's hard because North... Delaware and South Delaware are very, very divided. They can divided. be very disjointed. And King's Ice Cream is very popular in the South, but Woodside is still listed as the number one ice cream I agree. for Delaware. And when you go on Travel TripAdvisor and you see the review that named it the number one ice cream in the country, it's located just an hour outside of Dover. <laughs> as if that were the best reference point they could possibly use in the state of Delaware. Our good old state capital. Okay. Um, all right. Are you guys ready for this? The best milkshake. Um... I would not be surprised if it was the charcoal pit. Char yeah, I would say charcoal pit too. Unless it's Dairy Palace. It is actually Grub Burger Bar. I've never heard of that place. Well, I've heard of it, but it's like a build your own burger bar on the in the mall, right? No. Yes. I'm yeah. thinking of Little Goat. You're thinking of Little Goat. Goat Burger, whatever. Oh, it is. you're thinking but of no, that's goat. what I'm thinking of. But Little Grub, Goat is a Grub Burger Bar room. is at the mall. And yeah, at Concord Mall, um, I guess they have the best milkshake. Now, conversely, it. who has the best burger? Um, is it that Buddy's place? Oh, that's a chain. Um, oh, is, um, it's not Charcoal Pit. Is that? Well, I need you guys to make a guess. Farmer and the Cow. Now, mind you, Farmer and the Cow is very new. It's very new. But I did see Farmer and the Cow make it to a listicle. They made I it can't, to a listicle. I can't remember which one though. But I, it was like Farmer and the Cow was the best, and I was like, they just opened though. All right, we'll say the Charcoal Pit. It is the charcoal pit has the best burger. Okay. All right. Okay. Point for Gretchen. So Gretchen's <laughs> ahead, two to one. All right. Um, how about the oldest restaurant in Delaware? Um, what's the one that we always go for Christmas? Oh, no. Uh, not not Cantwell's. No. Deer Park. No. So Gretchen guessed Cantwell's. Dara guessed Deer Park. It is actually Loho. What? Kelly's Logan House. What? It has been owned and operated since 1864 by the Kelly family. I don't mean to offend anyone, but I don't think of that as a restaurant. Okay, but it is a restaurant because they do serve food. I sound super bougie right now. <laughs> you sound super Irish-American right now. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. All right, so that's sort of my food and restaurant category. I've Wait, got, that's it? I've got five categories here. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, my God. Okay. All right, so I'm now we have it. travel and destinations. Okay. All right? So... The best Airbnb listing. What city do we think that's in? City, town, township. Rehoboth. 
yeah. I was going to guess Rehoboth. Um, it's actually in Milton, and the listing is no longer available, so I cannot tell you anything about oh it. Oh, my God. But it was Milton. You guys are not doing great here. That's I guess Dogfish Head. It must have been something associated with Dogfish oh. Head. Oh. Okay. Hmm. Uh, the best summer activity for kids. I have been to this place, but I cannot say for certain if either of you have. The Children's Museum? Best activity for kids? Summer activity for kids. Activity for kids. Lums Pond. The Children's Museum? The library. These are great guesses. The zoo would also be a great guess, but you would all be wrong. And it is actually the Air Mobility Command Museum at the Dover (laughs) Air Force Base. (laughs) I didn't know that existed. Which I have been to multiple times. Of course you have. I know. You're all shocked. Okay. Um, Let's head down to stores, shopping, and entertainment as our next category. All right, Dara, you got this Um, one. The best movie set in Delaware um dead Poe society what if it's actually like that rom-com with um sarah jessica parker the like, i don't the, know how she does it failure to launch failure to launch okay well one that's set in florida they're pretty clear oh, about but it was it. filmed in delaware some of it was yes but it oh okay it, it was set in florida to be honest i've never seen the whole thing i've only seen like parts of it on like tnt and gretchen guest dead poet society which, which is filmed in delaware but was not set here so it was actually fight club which is set in Wilmington. Oh, oh of yes. Course. It's pretty much the only movie set in Delaware yes. other than And Never Let Her Go. <laughs> the Anne-Marie Fahey story from Lifetime. Lifetime. Starring, starring Mark Harmon Mark as Harman. Tom Fano. Yep. Okay. So, no points. You guys, I just want to point out that right now Gretchen is still leading with a total of two points. Well, she's the smarty pants over here. Okay. Um, the most popular Netflix show. So, people in Delaware, what Netflix show are they watching? Binging. Binging. Really, on I Netflix specifically. On Netflix specifically. Um, can like can you tell if this is like a comedy or a drama? I have only seen an episode or two of it, and I'm kind of making a guess here, but I would I would say it's a comedy. You're not sure? It's a strange show. I watch strange shows like Stranger Things. I don't think you watch this show. Orange is the New Black. It, you know, it, if it's, it's mainstream, it's not necessarily a Netflix original. Um, we're not doing that with this. Okay, just guess a show that you've seen that is on Netflix. I Zombie. Why is that the show that you guessed? <laughs> Escape to the Country. That's you didn't what I know watching. what it was. It's actually Shameless. Oh, which is oh, yeah, that makes sense. That is a comedy. Correct? That's a dark comedy drama family. Dare yeah. you watch Shameless? Yeah. No, I don't. Oh. Okay, um, what is the best library? I like um, the Hocus in library, but that's just me personally. Probably the Newark Free Library. Uh, so Newark Free Library is your guess? Yeah. I feel really invested in this. Oh, is it the new one on Route 9? That's very nice. I'm sure it is very nice, but it's actually the Wilmington Public Library. It is of beautiful course. in there. You kind of feel like you're going it into is. like a... In, well, I think, you know, when you go into Philadelphia and you go into New York and you go into sort of like their premier public libraries, we forget that Wilmington has that too. I don't spend a lot of time there. I tend to go to Woodlawn because the parking is a little easier. I went to Wilmington one, once when I was waiting for my dad to pick me up after mm-hmm. we had lunch, and then he realized I couldn't take the bus back to the, my house, and I was too young. So he was like, well, I guess I'll pick you up. So I stayed in the library for like three hours. It kind of felt pretty cool. I'll admit, I felt like I was in a movie. Okay. Um, all right, this is sort of a general category. We'll move on to this. This is great. So the most expensive housing market, and this is a county. So you have three counties to choose from, Newcastle, Kent, or Sussex. 
as the most expensive housing market in Delaware? I feel like this might be a trick question. What if it's a trick question? Yeah, I think it's I'm Sussex thinking. County. I'm going to say Newcastle, just to be different. Okay, Dara's going to get the point. It All is, right. in fact, Newcastle County. There are a lot of expensive things, but I just feel like there's a lot of beachfront property. There yeah. are, but I think what you have to balance that out with is how much less expensive the rest of it is. And then think about, like, we have Greenville, Greenville. and North Wilmington even, yeah. Claymont area, and Naaman's Road area. Mm -hmm. They can all be very expensive. So um, Newcastle County, the median home price is $267,771. So millennials, if you're not owning a home in Newcastle County... It, it is expensive. People joke that, it, you know, we're not in a major city, but we can pay some, some big price tags. All right. The most popular baby names. There's both a boy name and a girl name. So this is a two-point question. What if it's just like Joe and Jill? Is, is this that your now? Guess? Yes. Currently in, I don't know, 2017, 2018. Oh, jeez. Um, Apple and Connor. Okay, Apple and Connor. Now, <laughs> Apple is your girl's name? I, I think Apple was, like, very, like, 2002, but... Uh, <laughs> Agreed. Um, Eva. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem. Like, you have... So you're going Eva and Connor? Yeah, okay. sure. Let's go extreme then. Like, uh, I don't know, Hermione and Harry. Okay, so I'm actually going to give Dara one point for this, <gasps> because it was Mason and Ava. He, she said Eva. I said I think, Eva. I think that that's wow. close enough. Wow. You know, out of all the names in the world, I think that's close enough. Derek gets the point. You can give me, like, half a point, to be fair. It's, I'll give you the point. Don't worry about hard. it. It's too hard. It's too hard. Okay, okay. So now Dara's ahead, three to two. All right, the weirdest law in Delaware. Um, shipping wine. That is a weird law, I'll admit, but I don't think it's the weirdest it's law. It's an unfortunate law. Um, does it have to do with owning home appliances? Um, no. Mm. Um, fireworks? No. Okay. So, it is actually no changing clothes in your car. So, <gasps> I've done um, that. Section 198-14, disrobing in public. No person shall disrobe under the boardwalk, on the beach, or in any vehicle, while such vehicle is parked upon any public street or way, or other public place in plain view of the public. Whoa. So, no, no changing in your car, which That's I definitely have broken that law before. I didn't know I was breaking that law. Me neither, but... It happened. All right. The most given out Halloween candy. Snickers. Oh, Tootsie Rolls. So many states were Snickers. We are lifesavers. What? I know. Excuse me? I I've know. never got a lifesaver. I have never been so disappointed in the state of Delaware as when I found that out. All right. So now this one's fun. Um, it was meant to be a full events category, but it's actually just all wedding questions. All right. So weddings in Delaware. So this is really fun. Okay. Appropriate for your nuptials, Emily. Yeah. So um, my, yes, my recent nuptials to my husband in Arizona. My <laughs> second wedding, of course. So what is the average cost of a wedding in the state of Delaware? I cannot even begin. I would say 90000 90000 Holy crap. 50000 I'm just joking. Okay. I'm actually going to guess that both of those are high because the yeah. national average is somewhere around 30,000, but in Delaware, there is not enough data to give a projection. <laughs> Maybe people aren't getting married here. I, I, I feel like it's just not being reported. Yeah. It is hard. I have to tell you, weddings become more expensive than what you could even budget for them to be because at the last second, right. all this stuff comes up. So even when we had a, like, we had a really small budget for our wedding and we still 
look back and we were like, oh, we ended up paying for that. And we paid for that. Oh, and that person didn't have a hotel room. We paid for that too. And we looked back and we're like, that's that's where all of our money yeah. went. It adds up really quickly. Um, Gretchen actually got married at the Delaware Art Museum. So um, that's an option for an event like a wedding. For yeah, it actually is a pretty budget friendly, I would say, overall for most people that are looking at um, having a wedding that kind of already has all the decorations that you need for it. So we ended up really just needing a, a place to get married and a place to have our friends and family there. So um, a lot of the museums in the area are actually a really great option um, if you just want more an, of an atmosphere to have a party with your friends. And, of course, you provided your desserts. Yeah, I made my own wedding cake. And, and pastries for the other people that were there. I will host my own podcast at my wedding. <laughs> you anyone. should. You should have your own little table. Maybe I, I should live podcast and let you. Okay, Dara can run around with the lapel mics interviewing people at my wedding. How are you feeling Facebook right now? Live. And what you are you like thinking about? We should mic you, though, for your wedding. Oh, 100%. You guys, we'll put it on Facebook Live. Don't worry. It'll happen. When I get married, either a month ago or, you know, never. We'll see. All right. But when I do get married, I'm definitely going to need a venue. And while Delaware Art Museum is great, it is not the best wedding venue, according to the listicles. So what would you guys guess is the best wedding venue? I want to say someplace like Winneter, but I also feel like it might just be a country club. There's that, what's the golf club or country club down, um, down state? It's in in Sussex it's mm, it's got the heron no I don't know, no, I don't know. okay one. but that's your guess yeah the downstate ish one you know what? I'm gonna say winter because that would be beautiful it is beautiful okay I'm also gonna ask you about the best outdoor wedding venue so I don't know if that will make you revise the beach it's answer. I mean it's gonna be at the beach but I don't that's your outdoor wedding okay oh, what's okay. your outdoor outdoor mm -hmm. uh, the riverfront no. <laughs> no, I went to, to an outdoor wedding at Winter. Actually, it was beautiful. Um, I heard Vic Mead Country Club is a very popular one. Ooh. Okay. So Gretchen is going country clubs on both. Dara says Winter for... No, what did you say? For, you said indoor. Most popular Winter outdoor is the beach. Okay. So Winter is the most popular outdoor wedding venue, or best outdoor wedding venue. And the best indoor is Hagley Museum Soda House. You know, we didn't even mention the DuPont. Like, the, the green room? The green the hotel, room. Oh, the hotel. Well, DuPont, yeah. the gold ballroom. Yeah. Yeah. That would be gorgeous. I went to an event in the hotel, or in the gold ballroom, and I felt I felt pretty ritzy just being there as... I've been there a couple of times. The Girl Scouts of the Chesapeake Bay do, like, an annual, I don't remember what the name of it is, dinner there. Um, and I think it has to do with a lot of like donors, um, yeah. like mm -hmm. corporate donors who are invited and, and all that, but they have girls from the area, like come to the dinner and talk to the donors and all that. So I went several times for that and it is definitely an experience. And they always would use one of the Girl Scout cookies from that year to make the dessert. So, oh, that's cool. um, it might be like a lemon sorbet that then has like garnished with the, with the lemon cookies, that kind of thing. So. Um, I'm just saying it's something that Gretchen could do for one of her dinners. Yeah. I mean, it'd be great if I could just host it at the Hotel DuPont. No, but yeah. I'm just saying you could make a Girl Scout cookie-themed dessert. I, I am My, my bar is not as high as the gold ballroom. <laughs> I'm really just here for the, the I'm dessert. pretty partial to the tag-alongs, so I feel like I can make that happen. Oh, you could definitely do something great with the tag-alongs. Chocolate yeah. and peanut butter, everybody loves them. I, I'm all ready for it. So. 
All right, so I think that's gonna wrap up our game. Oh no, I lost. Isn't there like a tiebreaker question? That was fun. Sure, we'll do we'll do a tiebreaker. Okay. Um, the most Instagrammed spot in Delaware. Um, Constitution Yards. <laughs> it's a great guess. It's a lot. It's on a lot of guys' Tinder profiles. Yeah. Also on mine, because Nutmeg and I are playing Giant Django there. I'm gonna say like the the towers at Henlopen. Okay, so um, first off, you guys weren't tied before we went into the tiebreaker. Yeah, Dara, you were winning. And also, by Dara's winning by half a point. And also, the most Instagram spot is University of Delaware. Oh, I guess that makes sense. That should make a lot of it, sense. I actually, think yeah. I think so too. Um, so we're going to declare Dana, Dara the winner of the best in Delaware trivia game with a score of two and a half points. <laughs> I'm just here to have fun. Sorry, I'll catch you next time. Hey, I'm just here for the wine. I'm out of wine, actually. So I, I didn't use this one in our trivia game because I had already sent you guys the link. Um, and so I knew that you would know the answer. And maybe I should have used it so that you could at least look like you have some credibility as Delawareans. But it's that the most purchased cookbook or most Googled cookbook um, over the last 12 months for every state. And Delaware's is actually the Thug Kitchen Cookbook. I had never heard of it prior to this listicle. Me neither, but what I can say is that they have some really great information on their website under the FAQ section. So basically, the Thug Kitchen website, what is Thug Kitchen? This site is here to help your narrow dietary mind explore some goddamn options so that you can look and feel like a champ. I left out some expletives in that sentence. Um, basically, they want you to look and feel healthy, and they do it in like a really fun thug lingo type way um and they have actually three different books um party grub 101 fast af and the official cookbook and that's the one that is a new york times bestseller it came out in 2014 and people in delaware they just really really want this thug kitchen cookbook some of the recipes are roasted beer and lime cauliflower tacos which I guess you guys wouldn't eat, but sounds great for me. And our listeners, because as proven by by the statistics, our listeners really like beer. So now you can have beer and lime tacos. Um, They have pumpkin chili, which... That sounds good. That's one of your favorites. I, too, make pumpkin chili. It's amazing. Um, And grilled peach salsa, which who does not love salsa? Little fruity salsa with peaches. Sounds great. So this was also the most Googled cookbook in Hawaii, Montana, Rhode Island, West Virginia, and Arizona. You know, at least one Emily Guillen lives in Arizona. I cannot speak to Montana, Hawaii, Rhode Island, and West Virginia, but you know, maybe maybe the Emily Guillens of the world are uniting and we're all reading the Thug Kitchen cookbook. We've talked a lot about uh, listicles that name the best thing in Delaware, but we have some local expertise in that area as having recently attended the actual Best of Delaware event. 
Yeah, so Delaware Today, every year, they do a reader poll, they do an editorial poll, um, and they sort of get together the best of Delaware in a ton of different categories. And um, a lot of them are food. I think the majority, actually, are probably food and beverage. But then they also have them for things like florist and um, boutiques, things like that. So what's really cool about the Best of Delaware Party is that um, – a lot of the winners participate and so you can actually buy a ticket that money goes towards several of the charities um, that Delaware Today supports and then you get to sort of like get a get a taste test of all the different places that won Best of Delaware Awards. So boutiques will give out sort of like 10% off coupons. The salon gave us a little bag of samples and goodies. Um, wine shops were giving out samples of wine. We had organic popsicles so good um woodside won best of best ice cream so they were giving out ice cream and then one of the winners was delicor cafe yeah so we won for the first time which we've only been open we're going on to our third year so so for best of delaware votes i think we've only been really around for two years um we were an editor's choice um and we actually chose not to participate in handing out this year um, actually, per Dara's suggestion, we really enjoyed just going around. Um, Alex and myself both took our parents um, to the event and met up with you guys, which was awesome. And we just walked around and really got to, to interact and, and bond with a lot of the restaurant owners. And it made us realize how many restaurateurs that we have become close to over the years and how that network is really um, is really close. Um, yeah, I, I think one of the great things about Delaware and especially sort of the Wilmington and greater area community is that um, people are very supportive of each other. And I, I know in a lot of other places and especially in the restaurant industry, it can be very cutthroat as one restaurant opens. It can definitely take business from others. But I really feel like here um, from knowing you and knowing all of, you know, being introduced by you to all these people that you know every time we're at an event, I don't, I don't feel like that's the atmosphere here in general. No, it's definitely much more of the all ships rise with the tide um, sense. And it's it's really nice to be able to um, be able to go to pretty much any any restaurateur or executive chef or general manager in the area and be able to talk about your problems. And, and just like in any industry, having somebody that you can sympathize with, but someone also you can bounce ideas and problems off of. Um, and I think at that event especially, you, you really get to see the people that have poured their heart and soul out into their livelihood and I think that being able to be recognized for that is just an amazing opportunity and it just makes you feel that not only you know it's not just an award like you're being you're able to really show people what you do best and and why you do it yeah I think you know it showcases a lot of local entrepreneurs um and even just local like family businesses and that kind of thing. And it, it's not something that you always see happening. And so it's great to have that showcase. It's great to sort of bring people in and experience new things. I know there were definitely some restaurants there that I've never been to that now are sort of on my list. Um, and then also restaurants that are definitely my favorites. And mm -hmm. I was reminded of why. So your actual win was for Charm Factor. Is that right, Gretchen? Yes. Which I think is, is pretty appropriate. We're a very small restaurant. We only have eight tables inside. So, and we, you know, we try to keep flowers on the table and it's a, a French style bistro, you could say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think you guys sort of have the walkability. You have window seats um, in the summer. You have the patio tables. I think it very much makes you feel like 
it is just a very cute little restaurant that you could be passing by in your neighborhood, which it is. Exactly. Yeah. And I love the fact that we have a lot of people that come in and will say like, oh, I was just in Paris. I was just in London. And it just really feels like I'm, I'm back at a European cafe. Yeah. You got the vibes right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So at this point in our conversation tonight, we've, uh, we've had a little bit of fun with the game. We've talked about your menu. Um, is there anything that we haven't talked about with you so far that you want people to know about you um, or, or your menu or, or just fun things that you've been doing during the summer? I think one thing that I, um, I'm sorry, I wasn't able to go to was that you were doing this series of Thursday night dinners during the summer where um, you were actually seating your diners at like a long um, farm farmhouse table outside um so everyone's eating yeah outside and, I, and i've actually driven by a number of times including last week after my my downhill mile race i <laughs> yeah. drove past and i was like oh look at all the people dining it looks it is so quaint and when you think of sort of just this like alfresco dining with friends on a summer night with twinkle lights and wine it, I, it's what it is it's pretty Honestly. picture perfect yeah, yeah. We, um, we decided last year, so we've always done one, like, Friday and one Saturday night a month um, dinner throughout the entire year, actually, and we've done it for three years, and last summer, um, I was talking to my husband, Alex, and I just said, you know what, we, we really don't get a lot of, of um, people attending our dinners in the summertime. I feel like we got a lot of cancellations, so we would put all this prep and all this work into it and people would cancel at the last minute and we realized we were like oh they're going away for the summer and they're waiting to see how the weekends are the weather wise are going so if it was really bad weather we would get a lot of attendance and i said well why are we doing them on the weekends when we could just do them on thursday nights before people leave for the beach because most people leave friday usually like after lunch mm -hmm. is what we found so we said try it out let's see what happens and so we said well if we're going to do it on thursdays why not do it every thursday so in june we had a theme we did a Provencal dinner, so we did all French-themed uh, Provence-style foods, um, and then in July, sorry, July was the Provencal, J August was uh, Summer Harvest, and we tried to do as many locally um, produced foods as we could, so we actually got our blueberries from Dara's um, father's blueberry farm, Celtic Cross. We made a blueberry ice cream sandwich with a fresh blueberry sauce. It was amazing. He was asking me how that was received. Yeah, it was very well received. Um, and you sent everybody over to the Harvest Market in Hocaston where they can purchase their can. Celtic Cross blueberries when they're in season. Which I just want to say, Mr. McBride... <laughs> You never called me this summer to pick my blueberries. It was a rough season for blueberries. The uh, the heat got us too soon. I'm just saying, you did not invite me to pick blueberries. I never got the call either, so don't don't worry. He said it. He said it was the rain and the heat and the cold. It was just not a good combination for us this summer. But next year, <laughs> next year will be a good year. Yes, and I'm sure so. that we can make it up to you in the fall with some jam making. Yeah. We but will be making some jam, and we'll be continuing our dinners actually um, throughout September and October until the weather really starts to get too cool, and we'll continue to do alfresco dining um, with the farm table on so Thursday nights. On Thursday nights, probably not every Thursday, probably every other Thursday. Um, I need a little bit of a break; it's a lot of work. <laughs> um, but we'll be posting the dinner dates and the menus on our Instagram account at Delacour Cafe um, within the next day or two, actually. Wow. Sounds great. And we will at some point make it. It's a little tough um, for two reasons. One, Dara's gluten-free. 
As but if we Gretchen, haven't mentioned that enough times Gretchen already. Gretchen is very accommodating. She's very accommodating, but I know it, it's also sort of tough because the menu doesn't always lend itself to big adjustments. Um, right. But also, we're just very busy and it's overwhelming. And I, the last few Thursdays, have had various races and events. So, so what else are you looking in. forward to in the next couple of weeks, Emily? As we enter September and the the beginning of the fall season, the I know of the it's totally crazy. It's crazy. Um, so we actually have the Brandywine Valley Restaurant Week is coming up um, in about a week or two. I think it starts around September tenth, um, September tenth to probably the fifteenth or sixteenth. I think something like that. So that's always really great. They do $15 for two course lunches and then $35 for a three course dinner at a ton of restaurants in the area. And they're a really great chance to check out restaurants and sort of get a taste of something different. Um, I really like to go for lunch because $15 for two courses when a lot of the things they offer are 11 or $12 alone um, without sort of that, that appetizer are great. And I usually can get sort of two meals out of that. And then same thing with the dinners. I mean, $35 when you get to do the dessert, dinner, and an appetizer, appetizer, dinner, and dessert, I guess it's the order you would get them. Um, and then you can even get a glass of wine and keep it, keep it under, you know, 50, $55 a person, which is, which is just a great, a great um, deal on dinner and some of the best restaurants in Wilmington participate. So I always look forward to that. Also in the food theme, um, the Kennett Square, which is in Pennsylvania, Kennett Square Mushroom Festival is coming up always the weekend after Labor Day. Um, and we've been before, uh, but I didn't realize this. They do a fried mushroom eating contest. Any chances you will enter, Emily? Um, I would love to, um, but you know, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. We'll have to see who else wins. Um, I didn't really realize that fried mushrooms was something that would be part of an eating contest, but I'm interested in seeing I who mean, the winner is. I guess like every good food festival has to have some sort of eating contest. And fried food eating contest. Right. They love that. So that's definitely great. Um, but that same weekend as the mushroom festival is the Brandywine Festival of the Arts, which takes place in the Brandywine Park right by the zoo. So there's actually plenty of parking, which a lot of people don't realize, um, both at the zoo and in that parking lot and then up the hill um, a lot of people can park up by Warner and in that neighborhood which coincidentally is my neighborhood and is when we host our annual community yard sale so it's actually a really great chance to sort of walk around one of the historic neighborhoods of Wilmington and get a chance at some coveted items from people's homes as well as getting to go to this arts festival that a lot of people participate in. I am a sucker for buying um, art. I love buying prints, especially inexpensive ones, um, and then coming up with these wild ideas with how I'm going to frame them, and it'll be great. Uh, so I might be there, but hopefully I'll also be being a little bit more careful about my crazy buying habits, um, or else everyone is soon going to be getting a lot of um, gifts from me that are, are their own their own curated art collection. But you know, I, I think that can be thoughtful. Um, my girlfriends from Bucknell actually have a number of framed watercolor prints um, that I have gotten for them because there's actually somebody who graduated from Bucknell and on her Instagram, she posted this sort of sketch she had done of um, one of the buildings at Bucknell and I just loved it so much. And so I DM'd her on Instagram mm -hmm. and said, I really wanna buy some eight by 10 copies of this print can you make that happen? And she's like, oh, I, sure. I guess I could sell this. 
okay. And so I bought a few copies. And so I actually have one of them is framed at my desk at work. I have sort of like a Bucknell mm -hmm. pennant and then that framed. Um, and then Evelyn Henson does various city mm -hmm. watercolors. And so same thing, like my girlfriends who are in Boston, Winston-Salem, she's done watercolors for those cities and they're so cute. And they have sort of some of the iconic buildings. And I'm like just waiting for the day that she does Wilmington and you have things like Old Swedes Church and the Hotel DuPont and maybe Delacour Cafe um, as sort of her iconic locations in Wilmington. Also on the arts radar, um, now that it's September, some of our local theater companies are starting up their seasons, um, including the rep at the University of Delaware um, and Delaware Theater Company in downtown Wilmington. Um, so I'm excited about both of those. The, the rep does a little bit more of, um, there are like a lot of more traditional plays with a couple like new hits and then um delaware theater company is actually opening with um a world premiere play which is sanctions um and that deals with a uh kind of like the aftermath of events at a um a university um football team um so lots of exciting things happening now that falls upon us and Programs are getting started back up as people return from their summer vacations. Gretchen, you got anything else on your to-do list? No, I'm, I'm pretty ready for fall, I'll be honest. I, uh, as much as I love summer, um, admittedly, it, I don't ever get a chance to really go to the beach and enjoy, enjoy the Delaware uh, offerings at the boardwalk, but uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty ready for you know apple cider donuts and, and going pumpkin picking and yeah, I know um, we actually have been doing this thing where every month out of the three of us and our friend Lisa, um, we shout sort out of, to Lisa. shout out to Lisa, we sort of each take a turn month to month planning sort of a day, an outing, an event. So we did things like Aladdin, axe throwing, um, and I, the way the schedule is working, my month is October, mm -hmm. which may be dangerous because I love all things squash. Um, and so I have definitely some ideas for, for sort of activities that can be done in October that are, that are very fall, very Instagram friendly. So keep an eye out for that. We are excited about it and we are excited about all the pumpkin and apple treats coming up at Delcor and we'll be sure to be telling you about it all on the upcoming podcast. And, uh, the next time we talk, I guess it'll be September. So happy fall, everyone. Happy fall. Thanks for listening to the Della Darling podcast. If you want to follow us on social media, we are at Della Darling Pod on Instagram and Twitter and the Della Darling on Facebook.